Cases of a rare disease called monkeypox, caused by a less severe cousin of the smallpox virus, are popping up around the globe. An outbreak in Nigeria that started in 2017 has been linked to over 500 suspected cases and more than 200 confirmed cases, and that continues today. Monkeypox burst back onto the scene last year here in the UK, mainly amongst networks of men who have sex with men. After lockdown, it flew around that community, and it's a really horrible disease. It creates lesions all over your body that are itchy, and it can be caught through intimate skin contact with not just a sexual partner, but someone that you're incredibly close with in a way that usually tends to happen during sex. Greg Owen was the founder of IWantPrepNow.co.uk and he is the prep lead for Terence Higgins Trust. You'll have heard him on the podcast before. He's got some new responsibilities now where he is spearheading the response to MPOX, as it's currently called, for Terence Higgins Trust. And I spoke to him this week. Coming up on Outcast UK. You know John Thomas, the porn star? Yes. I don't know him personally, okay. but I'm familiar with okay, him. Yeah, no. <laughs> is it to do with your sweaty bars in Gran Canaria? Because <laughs> I was there last year. I'll give you some tips. This is the UK's hottest LGBTQ plus podcast. Ooh. Outspoken. Outrageous. Outcast UK. Greg Owen is back with me. Hello, Greg. Hello, Graham. How are you? Um, I'm all right, yeah. Um, we are back with you in your fair home. It's always good to join you at home. Are you in the living room today? Thank you very much. This is the living room, but it is my brother's living room. Right. Well, is there something we should know okay. there? What's up? No, no, no. I'm just there at the minute in the process of buying the house. Do you get on with your brother enough to stay with him? Well, you must do. I mean, it depends on what brother, because I have four brothers and one sister. So this is this is the other gay. So I have another gay brother yeah. who actually looks like me. So he's like a he looks like a countryfied version of me. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, no, we got on really well. So me and the other gay and the girl, we all got on really well. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, I've seen some of the work you've been doing recently to do with monkeypox, which some people were like, I thought that had gone. Monkeypox hasn't gone, has it? No. So monkeypox, or mpox as we're calling it now, is is has not gone. And we didn't think it would go. We, we did see cases drop right. So I'm going to talk about in the UK context, and then we can broaden up if you want. So in the UK context... Really towards the end of last summer, so the summer of 2022, after a really big outbreak with like huge spikes in cases, like thousands, uh, we started to see that peter off and then drop quite, quite drastically towards the end of the year. And for the first quarter, for the first three months of this year, we didn't see anything, no new cases at all. And then all of a sudden we had six in, in diagnosed in London in one week. So it's still there. There could be a couple of things that are happening. So uh, some of the data, depending on what you look at, say that we got some benefit from the vaccine. So well done for everybody stepping forward and getting those two doses of the vaccine, which are free from all sectors. Well, a lot of sexual health clinics. Uh, I'll come to that because that's not been my experience. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So let's put a pin in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, same, same experience for me. Uh, so... Some of that will have been benefit from the vaccine, but probably what did, actually not probably, definitely what did the most amount of good and the most uh, benefit in reducing new cases was people changing their sexual behavior. Mm -hmm. So people re reduced their sexual partners or, or, or stopped having sex completely um, and were just hypervigilant to those symptoms. The thing is, can't really sustain that and we wouldn't really ask people to sustain that outside of a, an outbreak situation. So what's probably happened is we've seen a bit of benefit from the vaccine, we've seen a bit of benefit from behavioural change and now people are reverting back to, you know, good healthy sex lives as, as they should. You know, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, but we are starting to see cases. And in this country, it's been in people who have only had one dose or who are unvaccinated. Right. So I managed to get one dose. Um, and getting that one dose was so hard. Like, I, I can't remember the last time I've had to tell that many lies. Because they were like, have you done Have you done this? Have you done that? And I was like, well, yeah, at some point in my life. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what kind of person they were after, really. And the queue went from outside Manchester Royal Infirmary. Saturday morning, 7am, I had to turn up. I, I would never do that for anything. And like, Unless you were coming home yeah, from the night out. <laughs> and it was a bit like queuing to get into a club, getting into the monkeypox vaccination centre. Like, hello, hi, oh shit, don't want to talk to you. Um, <laughs> the queue for fire and vomit yeah, on a Monday morning. So everyone's got a coffee in their hand. So I queued for ages, ages and ages and ages, and um, I got one dose. And then I was told, oh, it's all okay now. And then I thought, oh, there's no point getting the fucking dose. I went to no sex parties. Um, so... No, I didn't. I can honestly say I didn't. Um, so, how, how? Tell someone firstly how to get the first dose, and then can you tell me how I can get my second one? Because I feel like I need it. So, you, shall I unpick some of that? Please. First, so, so first of all, um, yeah, those cues on those mass vaccination uh, events were first of all they were a great initiative just to get as many people vaccinated as possible. And uh, one of my friends actually said it was like grinder in real life, like IRL grinder, like literally every gay, every yeah, every gay in the look it was physically there. So um, globally, was there was a global shortage of vaccine. Yeah. So when there is finite resources, as there always are, but when there's a scarcity that's even that's makes things even mm -hmm. more complicated so with the best intention uk hsa uh J, which is the UK Health Security Agency, NHS England, and a couple of other bodies that deal with vaccines and immunizations tried to come together to figure out markers for who who would get, who would benefit most because mm -hmm. if you find the people who are having most sex and, uh, and, and most sexual partners and you inter get an intervention in with those people then that benefit trickles down to the rest of the community because you, you, you're, you're getting those hot spots unfortunately what that resulted in was uh for want of a better phrase massive sluts to the front of the queue which and we sell we say that with you know huge pride at it. We, we celebrate sluts, yeah. but, but but it just meant that people were in this really weird situation where they had to say they've been ganged banged like and taken like a hundred loads at the weekend have been to six chem sex parties and like had it just became ridiculous because then once you get into that top tier of people you're talking about a lot of sex because you know we've both been there <laughs> so people then started getting really creative so um it was done by uh previous uh digital sexual health records yeah. um, and it, it sort of clumsily worked but it meant that you had them fed into a sexual health clinic in the previous couple of months, couple of years, then you sort of, we were missed. Or if you were HIV positive, you sort of dropped through the list because they used PrEP as a marker as well. I mean, that's great for us having a one-on-one -on -one chat and I can kind of explain that in layman terms and we kind of know, but, but for the person on, for the, for, for two blogs or, you know, a person on the street, that's, it's just a massive mess, an absolute mess. So people uh, fell through the cracks. Um, let's we we'll, we'll talk about that later if you want. But in regards to vaccine now, what what UK HSA decided with NHS England was that cases were so low that they would wind down the vaccination program. So they put in two dates. The first was everyone that needed a first dose needed to get that first dose by the sixteenth of June, and then anyone who needed a second dose needed to get that dose by the end of July. 
But I put out a couple of tweets, and this is not you know robust, solid data, but I put out a couple of tweets over the course of the last three or four months asking people, have you had a vaccine? Have you had both? If you haven't had your second, and basically ask for people's stages of their vaccine program. And what it seems like generally over the country is that people rush to get the first one where they could, jumping through all those loops. And then clinics, for various reasons behind the scenes, clinics weren't able to provide vaccine even though vaccine was there. Now then something else happened in the middle, which was we moved from that one dose per vial into fractional dosing. So we were we there was data that suggested if we split that one dose into four and injected it slightly different, we could get four lots out of one dose. So suddenly we had, you know, we thought we had a vaccine shortage and we could only vaccinate like 125,000 people or whatever. And suddenly that went to half a million doses. So great news. However, there were blockages behind the scenes. So things just, the, the, the multiple parts of the machine were not moving. And what that has resulted in is poor communication, uh, people turning up at clinic for PrEP appointments or HIV care appointments and, and being in clinic and, and vaccine not being able to be there to be put into their arm. So the whole thing has been a mess. And I, there is no one body is responsible for that. Where we are is, is our fractured healthcare system is responsible for that. And that, you know, that, I mean, we've, we've, we've talked about this before. It's the, the Health and Social Care Act 2012 that kicked in in 2013, fragmented everything and everything, you know, all the funding. And once you fragment funding, you fragment systems. And so the whole thing is very clunky. But the good news is in, you can still access first and second vaccines until at least September. And we're, we're hoping to keep the vaccination program running constantly in, on a smaller version. But if you're outside London and you have sex in London or you're having sex within networks of people who will move through, which is pretty much all of us, if you can get to London, you'll still be able to, to get vaccinated. And um, if you're outside of London, you've got until the end of July. So you've got one month left. So if you go now, as soon as mm -hmm. possible, and get a first vaccine, if you can, you should be able to get your second one towards the end of July. So now that's my in first England. One. I won my first one last year. Yeah. When can I get my second one? Because this is this is well, just for me, this question. Yeah. So you sh you so uh, uh, we have kind of tried to make our columns as simple as possible. And the advice is, if you haven't been contacted, because initially we were saying, Let's get loads of people the first dose yeah. and then the clinic will call people back for the second dose once we get, because uh, we thought uh, lots of people having one dose was better than a smaller number of people having two doses. So that, that was the logic behind it. But now, because of those clunky things happening behind the scene, the advice is if you have not been contacted by your clinic two to three months after you've had that first dose, then contact your clinic. Um, but, but again, I'm saying that, I'm saying that I'm going to say it with a pinch of salt because I had one person who tried four times in Birmingham, four times in London, to uh, so, so eight different occasions to get a vaccine. And this person is a works in medicine uh, and could not navigate that system. So that's a, a person who works in medicine, who knows the NHS system, tried eight times and then gave up. And then randomly got a call from from a clinic in Birmingham saying, "Come in, we've got we've got a a shot for Is you." Is there a definitive so, answer though? Like for, for me, so I live in Manchester. I went to it would be Manchester Central NHS Trust, wherever it is, Manchester Royal Infirmary. 
All the things I do care-wise are, are in there. And I, I have really struggled to even get an answer out of the people when you turn up for normal appointments and they just don't know. No, so I want to go on holiday to Gran Canaria <laughs> in, uh-huh. in a few, <laughs> in the next month. And I'm like, I feel like I probably could do with the monkeypox vaccine before I go there yeah. because isn't there been an outbreak in New York City? So there have been, so first of all, let me, let me, Manchester, um, let me see if I can make some inquiries uh, specifically about Manchester because I have okay, a friend who's up there kind of leading on, on that. I'll, I'll see if we can get any clear information through okay. the, the back door. But it doesn't this remind you of a little bit about like prep again? Here we are with like predominantly gay yeah. bisexual men mobilizing and using personal networks for what should be a public health response. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but I will, I, will, I will, Manchester struggled because there was actually no vaccine in Manchester for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not really sure. Because the funding, the funding mechanism changed as well. That's the that's the other thing. So clinics are really, really struggling to provide these vaccinations because they're not being re- reimbursed properly. But I will leave it. I will message you after this, uh, and we'll see if we can sort something out in Manchester. Um, yes, you definitely could. So you've hit the nail on the head in regards to if you're traveling outside of the UK, because a lot of places in Europe haven't had any access to vaccine yeah. at all. So definitely, definitely, if if you know you're going. On a holiday, and you're going to be interacting with more people. Definitely do that. Um, well, you know, Graham, I don't. Know. <laughs> I mean, it can You could just be rubbing up against people in, in, in warm, well, sweaty no, bars. So let's clear, I, well, let's clear that up. Actually, okay. let's clear that up. Because initially, last summer, everyone was like, "Oh, this monkeypox! Oh, you'll get it from touching a door handle. You'll get it from like sneezing in an elevator, and just all these wild things." Which, which technically, theoretically. That, you know, was fomites and like cross-contamination if you had a very high viral load of this infectious material. It could be, it, it could be, and it has been, and we've seen, we've seen it in some parts of uh, Central and West Africa. We've seen it being transmitted within households, just, you know, g- general family-to-family contact. We have seen that. But this outbreak, let's be honest about this outbreak, this outbreak has been driven by sex. So the, the type of close, intimate contact you're having during sex. Yes, okay, if you're not having full penetrative sex, but you're naked in lots of those, you know, those hotspot areas on the body, which would be the mouth, the, uh, the hands, the feet, the genitals, the, the, the bum. When, when you start rubbing those pieces together, it doesn't matter about the sex, but when those parts of the body come into contact, that's when you're course, going yeah. to see. And that generally happens during sex. Can I ask? So, do you- Right. You can. Is it to do with your sweaty bars in Gran Canaria? Because <laughs> I was there last year. I give you some tips. Well, I've been a few times. I've not been for like ten years. But I was like, I'm going to probably need this because was that it was the it was the epicenter of the outbreak the other year, wasn't it? Was it Mass Palomas Pride? So in 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 media, yeah. In media. So yeah, and in media, in media, and also when we track when we when we track outbreaks down to their source point, yes, but. There was probably a little bit of unreported and undiagnosed infection on very small levels floating around in our networks already. What what happened was when those huge international events where you get lots of people from all over the world coming and this this uh, infection jumped into those networks, then that that that's what happened. So yes, and I'd actually say that I don't have any data to 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 support this because it's it's just not there. I would say there's probably a significant amount of unreported, either people knowing they have monkeypox, but it's been mild enough to just don't, because what can you do? It's gone in three weeks. So I would say there's there's a there's a significant, I would say, pool of people who've just got, oh, I've got it, I don't need to go to the clinic, it'll clear. There's probably also a decent pool of people who've had one or two 
shots of the vaccine and have acquired monkeypox and don't know because the, the symptoms are so mild. Um, and then you get the people who are turning up and getting diagnosed in clinic and in A&E. So it's still there, which which is the, that's the takeaway message. And certainly if you're going to somewhere like Gran Canaria, where you're mixing with people from international mm-hmm. networks who've not had any vaccine, yeah. access to vaccine, definitely. definitely you said definitely. mild symptoms. So here's yeah. an example. I read that some people were getting like one spot one monkey pock or whatever you call it, I don't know. Um, and I had this spot on my finger, right? And it reoccurred a few times. And I was like, shit, mm-hmm. I've got monkey pox. It's only a matter of time before it spreads everywhere. And then I had this conversation with someone who was like, it may well have been monkey pox that you've had, like a kind of restricted version of it because I'd had one shot of vaccine. What do you think? Uh, first of all, I want to know where you put your finger. <laughs> <laughs> because... It's just a common old garden finger. And it's been a, every, <laughs> everywhere a finger goes, you know. <laughs> Day to day, <laughs> because work keeps saying to me, Greg, when you do these monkeypox things, which are literally your job, you have to be more serious. And I'm out here like, <laughs> but people are going to remember this more, I think, if you do it in a more candid way. Good, yeah. in a more candid yeah. way. So no, um, it could be. So I, I, do you know John Thomas, the porn star? Yes, I don't know him personally, okay. but I'm familiar with. Okay, his work. yeah, no, but so <laughs> no comment. So John is a good friend of mine, um, and John actually had monkeypox and he had one little spot and he was because obviously his job is he, he you know he he's a content creator and he he has a lot of sex with all different people so because he was hypervigilant didn't particularly feel bad and he had one little spot uh, i don't know where it was but he had one little spot and he thought actually let me just go and let me just go and get a test and he went and he got tested and it came back uh a positive for monkeypox so he he self-isolated and considered for him and he's a freelance worker so he had no symptoms didn't feel bad had this one spot he then self-isolated for three weeks which i thought was hugely you know commendable for him and you know that's taking good control of yourself and looking after yourself and your your community but the other thing with these monkeypox lesions or sores is that they're not always on your pointy finger they can sometimes be in the mucous membranes in your throat in your nose and in your particularly in your ass we're talking about you know passing them on from sex to to skin to skin during sex so several people have presented only with internal uh internal spots okay right how did they they know did they just feel like a bit weird inside that sounds like a really weird a bit run down or had a yeah feel a bit run down so you get swollen glands you start to feel exhausted you start to feel Generally, generally feelings of unwell. Severe exhaustion seemed to be the big one um, earlier on, and then uh, partner notification. So those a handful of people who had very few f- f- visual symptoms, but had all of the other ailments right, yeah. to go to go with it. Um, partner notification on some of those people <clears throat> showed rectal showed rectal uh, sores. Okay, so, yeah, right inside. So um, last time, how would you rate the, so we've we said like healthcare systems just didn't really do the job. It's a bit similar to PrEP, but how would you rate the community's response last time out of 10? If we're rating things out of 10. Oh, like 20 to 100. I think we did it's, good, it's, didn't we? You know, and we did, we did really good. I'm really, and I'm really, really proud. As someone who, who was in the eye of, of that storm with PrEP, I've been in it was a protracted experience, you know, that was 2000 for me it was 2015 to 2020 mm-hmm. it was five years it was a marathon at a, a sprint pace it was epic and so i wasn't as closely involved with this community response but people like dr will nutland from prepster just like he like I, he, he we worked so closely together on prep and so i because of my proximity to him was able to kind of figure out and find out 
exactly what was going on. And uh, people like him are absolute heroes. And and the hours that he worked, the response that he put in place when there was no funding, uh, the community networks that we'd already built up with Prep, which we utilised again then for Monkeybox, is the, the and it was a global it was a global initiative. And even those folks in a, in the states who were running like underground uh, vaccine clinics for people who get left behind, brown people, people of uh, low income, sex workers, uh, homeless people. So there was, there, was, there was initiatives for our community by the people who we know always got left behind. So we were able to, we work really well. I mean, that is one, that is one legacy that we have good, well, there, there are several, but From the HIV. biggest one I think, yeah, is that we, you know, we learned those lessons and we carry those lessons into to, to today. We really know how to look after it. We know we can't trust like, authority sometimes, don't we? I mean, that's that's the critical thing here. Yeah. And I think, to be honest, I'll be perfectly honest and candid with this, and I won't name any names because that's not fair, and my days of doing that are over. But there, there, was, there, was, there was whiffs and tones of that. Uh, so we, we have cross-agency and cross-sector um, group meetings. So there'd be people from right across the charity sector, government bodies, uh, NHS. So we've had, and people from like public health. So, we, 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 so some of those meetings have been very, very tense. And some of the attitudes, and I'm not saying overtly, like I'm not saying anyone came out and like said, used F slur or, you know, but, but some of the attitudes were just like, exactly the same as PrEP, exactly the same as HIV, is that we, we, you, seem to care, you seem to care less. You seem to care less. And yeah, even though UK acted fast, bought loads of vaccine, but then did nothing with it. The systems, the systems themselves struggle to get it out. Anyway, but yeah, you're right. Was uh, it political, political kind of figures that were saying stuff? Or you mean um, senior people in um, government services, we put it that way? It's it's uh, so uh, with a better understanding of how our healthcare system works. First, from 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 like central government down to local government down to trust down to clinic down to patients so when you see the the pyramid of how that works and you understand all of the lots of the moving parts it, it, that to get that system working seamlessly first of all is impossible but with the most committed motivated intentional non-biased non-discriminatory people is amazing as soon as people and I'm not saying they're actively discriminatory but as soon as people care a little bit less or don't put as much effort in elsewhere Things can very quickly grind to a halt. So that that so this the system that we have at the minute facilitates tardiness and uh, can be used to mask lack of full commitment. And that that's that, that's not an outright attack on anyone. It just could be so much. It could be so much better. Which is why ultimately, you know, we need people like Will and people like Prepster and THD and NAT. We need those community organisations to to be championing championing our causes yeah. because. You know who else is going to do it? Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so if um, I'm going to wrap this up now because we've got like twenty odd minutes, and that'll do for this. Um, if someone's listening right now and they're like, "I really want to get my, I really want to get my vaccine. Um, where can I get it? And how will it feel? Will I have all sorts of side effects?" I can say I, I didn't feel any anything in the way of side effects. It wasn't like when I got the COVID vaccine and you were like, "Oh, that that's fucked me over." <laughs> Um, it, <laughs> it was uh, it, it was different. So, how would you, how would you answer them two questions? Yeah. So, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna apologise 
before I even say the next thing. So I have been on my social media, I have been blasting out weekly or like twice weekly, go get your vaccine, go get your vaccine. And people are, yeah, and people are turning back saying, my friends are going to kill me. If I put in our WhatsApp group again, in the group chat, go get your vaccine. People, people are sick of hearing about it. So I'm going to acknowledge that first of all. So then I am going to say is you definitely do need that vaccine because, you know, time is limited and you'll get a good bit of protection from this vaccine. So please go and get it. So the apology comes at this point as well is that I know the systems are not easy to navigate. There is a clinic finder, an NHS clinic finder for monkeypox vaccines. You can find it if you go to THT, Terence Higgins Trust website, just search MPOX, THT, and you'll find all of our information there. But I'm going to, with this caveat, is that I know it's really difficult. Systems are struggling. Clinicians are overworked. Supplies should be in your clinic. If the clinic is on there, you should be able to get a supply. If not, ask them why. In a nice, polite way. If you're in London, there's a an SHL, which is Sexual Health London. They have a London-specific clinic finder, and all the details are in there. All the listed clinics are in there. So the systems are difficult. I know that. I'm asking you to stick with it, even though I know it's a pain in the ass. Like, quite literally, already this is a pain in the arm, this one. Uh, in regards to how you'll feel, I had my first one. Didn't feel anything, really. Um, no grogginess. Uh, the, the sight on my arm is a bit... A little bit itchy for a couple of days, a bit like ugh. Um, fractional dosing, the one where they injected slightly differently, it's not into the muscle. It's, um, it can be a little bit more itchy, but by comparison, if it saves you having those extreme symptoms of MPOX, it's worth it. You, you do not want those. Some people have ended up not being able to eat because the sores in their throats have ulcerated and, and bled, and people have had like bleeding from the the ass because of these sores that are like it, it can be really bad for most people it's not but if there's any i just think if there's anything you can do to improve your health or, and, and take away risk especially when it comes to sex you know do it. a game like, yeah, yeah. yeah we carry enough shit into the bedroom let's not be carrying in <laughs> how quick does it bleeding work? shit how quick does it work though there's like is, does it work well, within a, a week or two or you're asking all the good questions graham you should like do a podcast or something <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And most of the time, I'm just so, asking these things from me. I mean, I'm so sorry, I've written them down within a week, so I can book my holiday with the... Yeah, I've seen. So, uh, we haven't embarked on a vaccination program like yeah. this. We have on a, on a pre-exposure, so we're getting people vaccinated before. Yeah. We have limited amount of data on people who get the vaccine after in, in uh, exposure. But also, this is a smallpox vaccine, not a monkeypox yeah. vaccine. So it's it's being used off-label. The, the answer is that we don't have the data. However, you probably will get the... You're, you'll probably hit immune response around about two or three weeks. Okay. So if you can leave two or three weeks lead in, that's great. And then that open second... Open uh, website. Uh, All-inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> you end all-inclusive? I'm looking for all-inclusive, yeah. And that is not because I'm being Ooh. posh. It's because I just don't want to spend any money when I'm there. So it won't be a posh one. Um, so, right, yeah, two to three weeks... Um, okay, yeah, that's good to know. Um, and I'm going to go on the Terence Higgins Trust website now and have a look at which places um, uh, I should reach out to as well. So, I mean, I'd, I'd like to be able to give you things like, you know, uh, what percentage effective is it at what day, yeah. at like day 14. Or, the data just isn't there. But the general rule of thumb is two to three weeks. You know, a three would be uh, great. How long does it last um, your immunity? Do you need to have it topped up? Or is that, are you done then for immunity? Is another thing? <laughs> I mean, immunity is definitely going to wane on this yeah. just because of the type of vaccine it is and the type of vi- virus it is. Immunity is going to wane, and some people who have been fully vaccinated have still gone on to get mpox, and um, because 
it's you know it's not it's the best we have at the minute is, is kind of the best way so i'll just say get your two doses that's the, the 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 guidance at the minute and it just depends where we are further down the road if we see big outbreaks and big clusters again next year maybe people will be called forward for for a booster but Again, we got to put it into perspective, the likelihood of that happening with finite resources and queer health being not the top of the list. So just go and get your two while you can is, is, the, is the message. Yeah, yeah. And I think the thing is with all of this is don't rely on anyone to look out for anything for you. You've got to do this yourself. Like the, so I, this is my final comment is that like all of the things we've discussed, is we're both highly motivated, well clued in, socially mobile. It, it hooked into good like information networks and able like physically able and mentally able to go and do those things for ourselves and it's just like you know i've made all those apologies and those caveats with how to get a vaccine and so like our big concern is like if people like us who are you know have a for want of a better word a huge amount of privilege and leverage are really struggling and we you know with the privilege of having these platforms and doing this it's like how, how in the hell are we going to expect someone who's you know just a young queer kid in 19 has just come off the plane from Portugal and like is just trying to find his, his feet in gay London. Like how, how, we, how do we look after those people? So I get, you know, who's lost really... the, completely lost in the chem sex scene and can't turn up to a fucking, yeah. who couldn't turn up to the opening of an envelope, you know, which happens to no. people easily, doesn't it? You can't, no. you can't expect someone like that to be on the front foot really, can you? So that's what I was, I was like, imagine if you like, if you were like really struggling with chemsex and you were asked to stand in the sun for four hours and all with that anxiety and that sweats and all, or if you weren't out, like imagine if you weren't out and like, you wouldn't want to queue and you're, and with, with media there as well. It's just like, I can, and also I have really bad social anxiety. I couldn't stand in that queue. Like I'm okay to speak to like 5,000 people on a stage. It doesn't bother me because there's a there's enough space between us and I'm one in control. But you put me in a car park full of gays when I've got no drugs and no drink. Same. <laughs> I was just on my phone. Headphones on, phone. Um, right, Greg, thanks very much for all that. Really appreciate it. Lovely to speak as usual. Lovely to speak to you too. And uh, I wait for the outbreak of some sort of other health issue before we can chat again. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> this, is what, this is what it takes. Well, are you going to be patient zero in Gran Canaria? Gonna- <laughs> I bring it back. I hope not. Play Outcast UK on TikTok and Instagram. Just search Play Outcast UK.